With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. The development Formula One has long been waiting for finally occurred on Monday morning when Mercedes announced that seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton will be staying with the team for 2021. But the length of the deal, just one year, was a somewhat surprising development and creates a potentially blockbuster driving market for 2022, with all three Mercedes-contracted drivers, that's Hamilton plus Valtteri Bottas and George Russell, coming to the end of their respective 2021 deals and both seats potentially up for grabs at F1's dominant squad. On this edition of the podcast, we dissect the details of Hamilton's new deal, as well as ask what it means for the world champion's future and his team. Joining me today is Motorsport.com's F1 editor, Jonathan Noble, and Autosport's F1 reporter, Luke Smith. John, I'll come to you first. A one-year deal for Lewis Hamilton. I mean, how big a surprise is the length of that contract? And what explanation has Mercedes offered about why it's only that length? Yeah, I think, it's, think it was a surprise when they announced it. We've been expecting a two um Two-year deal is what Lewis has previously done because it provides a little bit of stability, but equally is not tied down for too long. So especially with new rules coming for 22, it seemed logical it would run that 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 far, but it hasn't. It's one year, um, but the explanation's very simple. I spoke to Toto Wolff earlier on today and asked him why why one year. It seems quite unusual. He says not really that the lateness of their talks. They'd hoped to nail this deal between the two Bahrain races last year. That couldn't happen because Lewis caught coronavirus. So that delayed the start of any talks. Toto caught coronavirus in January. So things just got delayed. Um, and there's bigger pictures at play here, bigger bigger plans for the future. We've, we've seen the launch of a foundation um, that Mercedes is, is going to um, get behind, which Lewis Hamilton is um, obviously very eager for. Um, they need to know where budgets are in the future. The Mercedes road car company is undergoing the electrification challenges 
on that front we don't know how many races there'll be this year we don't know how many races there'll be next year um, so F1 team's budgets are all up in the air so a lot of uncertainties that I mean they can't be definitive from 2022 onwards so the logical thing let's do a deal now for 2021 we'll get to the summer and then we'll, we'll t- do the talks for 2022 and beyond Indeed. Well, John, you mentioned all that uncertainty and Luke, let's, let's sort of continue on that theme a little bit. I mean, we're all facing a great deal of uncertainty thanks to the uh, the wretched pandemic that's affecting all of our lives. But, you know, what can we read into anything, if there is anything, of course, um, about Mercedes' future in the championship? We think back 12 months ago, there was a lot of speculation, some of it rather erroneous, some of it, you know, had a little bit to it in terms of uh, Ineos coming aboard as a sponsor. What does it say about the team's commitment to Formula One uh, in terms of the future if they're only going to give their star driver a one year deal? I don't think there's too much that can be read into that, really. I think that Mercedes, they've made clear what their commitment is to Formula One. Um, we know that, obviously, Toto Wolff, he uh, announced in December that he'd signed a new three-year contract to continue as team principal. That was announced in tandem with the Ineos uh, investment as well, which means that Ineos, Toto Wolff and Daimler all have a, a one-third share. And I think for Daimler, they've they've got things sorted. I mean, they're very happy. We know there's a lot of changes going on at Daimler at the moment. They're going to split off uh, the two parts of the company, uh, Daimler and Mercedes-Benz. But uh, I think they've reduced their investment in Mercedes while still getting all of the marketing, all of the and everything like that so I think it's an excellent deal on that front I think really that with Lewis I think it's more of a sort of a, it's quite an independent thing I think as John said they're looking at one year basically because it was so late to get everything across the line for 2021 but it does put them in a really strong position for 2022 and, and moving forward I think in the driver market especially they've basically got as much flexibility as they could have wished for they've got two open seats now for next year and I think that in terms of its own negotiations with Lewis Hamilton I think that when it comes into next season as well uh, I know Toto Wolff, he said today that they don't want to leave things as late next year as they did for, uh, for 2021. But I think that actually they're in, a, they're in a great spot. And I think that in all of what Toto Wolff was saying today, he was talking about the future. He said they've got to think about the young drivers who are coming up. Uh, obviously, George Russell has been the star of Mercedes Junior programme. He's uh, in his final year now with Williams. But even someone like Max Verstappen, who obviously has been at Red Bull for a long time, still hasn't won that elusive world title. Could he be of interest possibly to Mercedes? So I think that the fact they are talking so much about long term and thinking about the future I think that shows that Mercedes is very committed to F1 even if it'll only give its star driver a one-year contract right now but I think it's uh, yeah an awareness that there will be a life after Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes in Formula One. Yeah, very hard done by only getting one year at the the best seat in Formula One, let's face it. Uh, but uh, after being a little bit flippant there, John, I mean, as Luke said, Mercedes surely on the face of it now, a very, very strong negotiating hand that it has with, with Hamilton's contract coming to an end again. And like we've we've centred and we sort of led this video on the length of the contract and, and people will say, oh, well, you know, you're just reading too much into it. But it could have been done in an altogether more different way. We've seen in the past drivers announced on multi-year deals that actually really are only one year secure and there's an option for the second one it would have been very easy for Mercedes to do a similar thing uh, this time around but why might not why might the team have not done that I think because there's no there doesn't seem to be any tension in the camp I think you'd normally do maybe do a a full year with an option afterwards if there was a, a worry about one party would look somewhere else but speaking to Toto there doesn't seem to be any conflict with Lewis about you know the, the challenges that Mercedes are facing there doesn't seem to be much difference over the, the money that Lewis wanted versus what Mercedes was willing to pay um, I think they're quite open and transparent with, with each other the relationship's working Lewis doesn't particularly want to race anywhere else Mercedes doesn't particularly want anyone else other than Lewis to be in there winning that championships for him um, so I sense it's, it's just a practical reason it's a clean slate going into next season they can sit down in the summer 
hopefully a few race wins behind them, dominating the championship again, and look to the future without any previous baggage and look longer term. I think the fact the foundation, the diversity foundation is there, shows this isn't just a um, you know a one year let's get this contract done and we'll look elsewhere. This is this is a long term commitment. The ideas come from Mercedes. Um, Mercedes are pumping in several millions of pounds into the foundation. So I think that's if you're looking for evidence of what's really going on, I think you can look at that foundation and what that what that means in terms of the timing and the processes going forwards. Well, Luke, let's have a, a quick chat about things that there were absolutely no evidence for. And that was the rumours that Hamilton had demanded a veto or a similar arrangement uh, regarding his future teammate. Uh, what did Toto Wolff have to say about that particular theory? Uh, he called the theories baseless and he said that he'd sort of read a lot of these rumours floating around and I think it's been it's been the, the, the scourge of our jobs recently. It's been just, we see so many of these stories coming from, from nowhere really and they've all proven to be completely wrong, absolutely off the, off the ball completely. And he said that in eight years of Lewis Hamilton working with Mercedes, not once has Lewis ever asked for any say or sort of veto or anything like that over who his teammate might be. And uh, he said it was never going to be changing this time around and that it was it will always be a team decision. Mercedes will always decide without any other outside factors um, sort of uh, dictating to them who drives its cars. So I think that it's, uh, yeah, that's one of the big rumours I think that had to be put to bed. Uh, it has been now, which is very very, very good. And I think that, yeah, again, looking at the driver market, I think that Lewis Hamilton has always made his sort of uh, affinity and how well he works with Valtteri Bottas very well known. And I think the suggestions maybe floating around were that, well, Lewis would not want anything to change that, that he would even go as far as saying in these contract talks that I, I want to be able to say who I'm partnered with. But obviously that's not the case. Uh, no man is bigger than the team. And I think Toto put it very well today. He said that um, Mercedes doesn't just have two superstars, it has 2,000 superstars. It's all about that sort of team effort everyone coming together and I don't think any one person is going to dictate uh, such a big policy such as who is in the cockpit well John as the most successful driver of his era Hamilton can conceivably command quite a high price tag and there's a little there's a little thing it's a little way down the road now but it's probably in the air already regarding the driver salary cap that's coming in you know in a couple of seasons time but if the sort of talks on terms of a in terms of a really long-term future deal have been rather kicked down the road by this one-year deal might that be more of an issue for the next time that uh, Toto Wolff and Lewis Hamilton come to sit down hopefully in person with the pandemic having passed or at least got easier for everybody yeah I think a lot depends on where F1 goes with this salary cap it's not it's not been agreed yet it's not in the regulations um, it's only something that's being kind of analysed and looked at and if it does come in if there is a you know a limit of be it 10 million pounds or 15 or 20 or 25 um, you know, a superstar driver like Lewis would likely be above that. But I think there are probably ways of getting around it. Lewis could get his wage and get sponsorship from elsewhere or become an ambassador. Um, there's plenty of other ways that he can earn his value as a, a top-level sportsman um, without it breaking the bank, without it breaching the rules. So I think there are complications. Um, but, you know, there are complications about where Daimler's going as a road car company is the huge costs of electrification. There are complications of where F1 teams' budgets are going, especially with uncertainty over coronavirus and are we getting fans back at races this year? Will they, will they be back even next year? Um, so there's a, there's a lot of issues, but contracts are never straightforward. If they were straightforward, these things would be done and dusted in a, in a day over a quick phone call. So they always take, take time. Coronavirus has kind of lengthened the, the time of this contract talk. Um, but I think next, next year they realise they can't wait this long again. I think it will be done before the end of next season. 
Indeed, well, we shall wait and see on that. But Luke, let's end on a topic that's that's really, really important. Both you and John have mentioned it so far in this video, and that's the announcement uh, that came alongside Hamilton's new contract that he and Mercedes will be setting up this foundation to basically increase uh, diversity in motorsport. It's a really, it's a really important initiative, one which we all support. And uh, he already got Mercedes to make some some pretty major commitments and statements last year regarding this issue. So, what do we know so far from the announcement, and, and what does that say about Hamilton and his relationship with his team? Well, entering these contract talks, Lewis Hamilton was always very clear that he wanted to look at the, the bigger picture really for Mercedes. He didn't want just want to be paid to drive one of its racing cars. He wanted to help sort of further diversity. It's obviously been a huge uh, matter in Formula One over, over the past 12 months, especially. And uh, as you say, some big statements last year from Mercedes, which uh, openly said it was going to push to improve diversity within its team. And uh, obviously the, I guess, more visible change that we saw was the changing of the car livery to all black for last season and to continue this year as well well which was i think a really sort of uh, fantastic commitment to uh, its anti-racism messages messaging especially and i think that yeah lewis hamilton he, he said that he wanted to sort of look at the bigger picture and um, spoke throughout these talks uh, we understand about sort of what mercedes could do outside of just its on-track affairs uh ola Kalanius, the the daimler ceo he was uh, very engaged in the talks and it was him who came up with the idea of uh, setting up a foundation that both mercedes and lewis hamilton were sort of jointly involved in uh, as john said mercedes have confirmed they're going to commit um, uh, several millions of dollars into uh, investing into that foundation, helping get it set up uh, to help further diversity uh, within motorsport and within its brand as well, which is really fantastic. So I think that that really does speak to where sort of Lewis's uh, mindset is at now. And I think we saw that brilliantly throughout last year. He was not just thinking about how can I win on track? He was also thinking, what can I do off track to really make a difference? And I think this is a, a wonderful statement that both him and Mercedes are making. The fact it's been announced in tandem with the contract and as such an integral part of these talks I think that shows you just how seriously and how important it is to both Lewis Hamilton and to Mercedes and also the the long-term nature of it I think it proves that it's not just a case of we're going to do this for a year and and that's it I think they are looking at a very long-term thing that perhaps even after Lewis has uh, finished racing hung up, hung up his helmet that uh, this is still something the two parties can work on together to really make a difference in motorsport well thanks to John and Link for coming on the podcast today and of course thanks to everybody listening along now just before we go we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine came out on Thursday and will be available on supermarket shelves and in news agents as well as on the doormats of subscribers there'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every thursday packed full of news analysis and the usual stunning photography and of course if you want unlimited access to autosport from the comfort of your home visit autosport.com plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package we'll be back soon with another episode of the autosport podcast Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash Trilo Music. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.